Thanks for joining us on the Volleyball Live podcast today. We're talking with Tom Black, and Tom has most recently moved into the head coaching spot at the University of Georgia. He came from LMU down in Southern California, where he put together a number of great seasons, and he was also most recently part of our USA Women's National Team staff, was at the Olympics in Rio. We talk about the Olympics, about the experience there, some of the uh, things that he learned, what he took from that group, and we talk about taking on a new job, what... uh, what he looks for, what uh, what he did when he got to Georgia, how he started evaluating uh, the needs there and installing and working around the priorities for his group there. So really interesting stuff. It's the first in a series of new coaches taking on uh, jobs or coaches taking on new jobs. And uh, thanks for joining us and hope you love the show. Welcome back to the Volleyball Life Podcast. I'm Chris McGowan. Joining me today is Tom Black, most recently the head coach at the University of Georgia. Tom, how you doing? Good, good. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, of course. And uh, talk about like a busy year. You might have had the busiest year of anyone ever. <laughs> so yeah. Olympic Games, uh, had a full season at LMU left over the yeah. break and took a new job at Georgia. Um, yeah. you've, you've baby number two and second daughter. Uh, yeah. yeah. Second daughter. <laughs> it's just, uh, it's all coming at you at once. Here you go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which is kind of crazy because, uh, for his, the transition has been nuts, but I'm at a point now where I only have one job at the moment and it feels weird <laughs> for everything that's gone on in the past year. So, uh, yeah, it was, it's the whole thing from, I don't know, from kind of beach season a year ago into USA, into the Olympics, into LMU season, into the transition to Georgia. It's, yeah, the whole thing's just, I don't think I even have my mind around it yet. Yeah. Hey, I, I want to talk to you a little bit about the Olympics. I mean, it's, it's come and gone, yeah. but, uh, just pretty amazing stuff for you guys. And, uh, must have been neat yeah. to have been a part of that group and, and that, I don't know, just that effort over the last quad. Um, yeah. I mean, it's got to be like top three of all lifetime experiences, huh? Yeah. I think, I mean, I, I think I think the most powerful experiences for me were the opening ceremonies. I just never seen or felt anything like that, and um, that was kind of like just all the cliches came came to me there. You know, being a part of something bigger, uh, the whole world being connected through sports. I mean, all I just I really felt it through through that. That was that was incredible. And then on the flip side, uh, losing to Serbia in the semis is kind of the opposite of that. It was just an incredibly crushing feeling just because you know, you, 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 know you, you do you feel like you're representing your country and it happens once every four years and you know just just the feeling of it your gold medal chances slipping away that was <clears throat> pretty crushing and then just the uh the 24 hours you know we almost had like a funeral to kind of bury our our gold medal hopes and like re you know kind of refocus on the bronze medal and make the decision to do that and that was a really that was a that was a a pretty cool process to see everybody have to rebound and reset. So yeah, those three things were, were kind of really powerful that come to mind right away. So tell me a little bit more about that. You guys lose to Serbia in the most heartbreaking way possible, like, mm-hmm. you know, fifth set right down to the wire kind of thing. 
And uh, yeah. so what was said? What did you guys do? I mean, what what did you think? Was there anything in particular that that was talked about? Or was it just the nature of that group was like, look, you know, we've done so much to prepare for all these big moments. Yeah. We're prepared now for this big moment, but maybe not in the way that we wanted. But it's still a big moment. What? What? How did you guys handle that? Yeah, I mean, I think you pretty much summed it up. But it's more about you, you still have to like verbally communicate that to everybody, and, and you have to be able, you have to get things out, and you know, look look each other in the eye, and make sure that's just it, that's just not something you're going to assume in a situation like that. So, it's, I think every coach is different. Like for me personally, like I, I don't want to talk to anyone after a game, win or lose. I just want to get away, and I think. Like, especially after a game like that, I think a lot of people felt that way. And, uh, you know, Mike, Mike Gervais was our sports psychologist and, you know, he went to Karch and the, the coaches right away and said, Hey, you know, we got, we got to acknowledge this. We don't have a lot of time. And, um, you know, Karch was very open to that. And so we, okay, I think Karch sent out a text, but we, I think we basically gave the players like two hours or something to either go with their family or, or go be alone. Uh, that, that might not even be correct, but there's a little bit of a gap. And then we, that's right. Then we ate at the restaurant we were always eating at. And, uh, cards started off, you know, Hey, you might be feeling this or you might be feeling that. He was obviously pretty emotional also. And then a lot of players started speaking up and kind of saying, you know, Krista Harmato spoke up right away saying like, I, you know, I wanted the gold medal cause I wanted, I wanted something that would honor this process, but it still is about this process. And, and this process is bigger than a medal. And, it, you know, and then, you know, people started piping up behind that. And, um, I wouldn't say we were totally over it at that moment, but I think we were ready to move forward. And then by the scouting report that night, you could just tell everybody was ready to go. And, uh, Carrie Walsh wrote an incredible letter to the team and, uh, people were fired. By the time we actually stepped on the court the next day against Netherlands, you could tell we were, we were completely focused on, on the match. And it, so it was, uh, yeah, it's kind of everything you said, but you, you still have to actually say those things to each other. You still have to kind of work through it. So, Carrie, the timing for her was she'd already they were they'd lost the opportunity as well to play in a gold medal match, and then yep. and had played in the bronze, and so yeah, had some some pretty deep meaning there from coming from her in that circumstance. Yeah, yeah, she just uh, I can't remember the letter verbatim, but she just she captured the emotions of it perfectly, like the disappointment of the goal, but then like, you know, looking yourself in the mirror, how are you going to handle this moment? And she just, it was a beautiful letter and it, it, it really inspired the girls. That's uh, pretty neat. And so, yeah. uh, you know, everybody I talked to that was around that team, um, you know, at these high level competitions, you do everything you can to prepare, but it's, it's like that, you know, you know, it's just, you know, a few few points go here or there and every team is so good and every point is such a big deal that you just, you hope that, uh, that you can play your best. And and obviously sometimes it doesn't go that way, but, uh, pretty, pretty great tournament for the USA. Nonetheless, I thought I was, I was really proud watching you guys and just, uh, it was fun thinking about the way that you guys had gone about, not just that tournament, but the whole quad and, and the way the group came together and the kind of kids that were on that team and, and the attitudes they held were, I think something pretty special. Yeah. And I think one thing that's special about it, or unique about it in terms of like evaluating a quad versus, you know, most of us are going through seasons and this is like a quad is there's, there's 5 million moving parts to it. Like all these coaches, all these players, all these different rosters, you know, all these different years. And you're trying to like 
and trying to evaluate it accurately is tough, but I think that obviously there were, there was a ton of successes and even the Olympics itself. I mean, that, that match that we lost to Serbia was kind of like this microcosm because we were playing incredible volleyball the, the seven matches before that. And then the last match, I thought we played a really good match too. And, uh, you know, the, the first set against Serbia and that match that we lost, we were rolling and, you know, Luke goes out and then we're trying to struggle through lineups and then able to win set four and fifth game seems completely in hand. It, that, that, that match just seemed, uh, didn't fit at all with all the other matches we played in the Olympics. So it's, uh, yeah, it's just, there's just so many different experiences and it's not always easy to get your head around it in terms of when you're trying to evaluate it. And that's one of the things that, uh, you know, you'd like to prepare for lots of eventualities uh, as a coach, you know, and hey, we want to try and stress our kids yeah. and put them in situations where they're going to have to battle from behind or, <laughs> yeah. or, but it's almost never that it would occur to you to go, all right, what happens if we lose our best player? Or, you know, somebody yep. that's really, really <laughs> a big part of what we're doing here. And now, now where do we go? And it's a super high stress moment. And, and all right, we're going to simulate that. And it's just, yeah, yeah. you know, it doesn't even occur to you to do that. It never did me anyway as a, as a head coach. <laughs> and, and even if you wanted to, I mean, it's just, it's one of these circumstances that are, I mean, you can't simulate it. It's a, it, it just, the, yeah. the stresses and the reaction and all that. Um, you know, are completely unpredictable. And so I just thought, you know, what do you do in a situation like that? Do you guys have any kind of, you know, after action report where you, where you talked about that? I mean, and what did you take away from that? I guess. Yeah. Well, I'm laughing because I'm trying to think of the, what the drill would be in practice. Uh, Luke, okay. <laughs> pretend your leg's about to snap. All right. Everybody else game to five, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. But now I'm thinking about it. Maybe, maybe we should have done that. You know? so, um, I don't know if we've, we, we, we had a debrief over the phone, but I don't, I don't know if we've really had like a thorough debrief the way we would any other time in the quad just because we were never physically together again like as a coaching staff yeah everybody um, takes off and life yeah, was, life was and, back I mean, on you in a hurry so, yeah yeah so i think there'd be a bunch of different takes you know and plus our, our, our coaching staff was so big i, I think there was there's probably a bunch of different takes uh, among the coaches but um i, I don't know like, I, i'm actually i'm gonna think about that match for the rest of my life just being like because you know that was definitely a blow luke luke was on fire and then she goes out, um, but but we still had the match in hand. You know, we we worked through. Uh, you know, we didn't quite like our lineups in sets two and set three, and we worked through that. We made, you know, then we we found a lineup in set four that we really liked. Won that match. Like I said, set five was in hand, and then we made some uncharacteristic plays. And Serbia was playing great, but it's just it was it's a really weird match. And um, you know, part of it that, that's why you play sports, right? Because you don't you don't know what's going to happen, and we never stop learning. And um, uh, it's kind of weird for for as much as we know more about coaching now than we did ten years ago. I feel like we're still talking about the same things, like how to get your team to respond under pressure, how do you play your best when you matters, how do you get people to step up. Like you know, we still don't know the answers to this stuff, and yeah. that match just that match just completely symbolizes it for me. So, um, uh, I think I'm better at describing that match than answering it because I, I have a lot of questions about it. Yeah, no, nah, and uh, I mean that's you know I think it's fun for people to hear that even at the highest levels those are still 
you know, the things that coaches worry about and the things that you're trying to get better at for sure. sure. Yeah. For me, um, it it was two things. One is you talked about, that's why you kind of play. And that's why, you know, from a U.S. perspective, it's, you know, this crushing blow, but from a Serbia perspective, it's the same thing. They, that's why Mm -hmm. you play, you know, and and you're, you've got a chance in those matches and maybe the other team, you know, has a few, few hiccups, but you just, you know, and every point, you know, I'm still in this, I'm still in this. And, uh, and so, you know, I think that, and then the other thing is, um, one of the things we talk about a lot is this kind of distaste, uh, for us, for me anyway, of playing first team versus second team as yeah. as the rule in our practices you know and we, mm-hmm. we talk about in the, in the clinics of course that you know one of the things we encourage very strongly is mix your teams up all the time almost never yep. play first team versus second team and so maybe that was one of the other things that I was thinking about was just you know uh, maybe you can't simulate an injury you know that kind of deal you're done you're gone but you know it's I think it's really there's so many really good kind of value add things when you've got this mixed up group and uh, and you're getting to play with different different faces every day and seeing different people and and getting to be able to respond with a different group of teammates I think it's that's that's there's some real value there for me I, I couldn't agree with that more and um, uh, I'm a huge believer in that and I think you know a lot, a lot of times one of the things you get pushed back on when you talk about that is like well what about the day before the game like we got to get used to each other and like that may or may not be right, but I, I don't know anything that actually scientifically supports that. And and I do know that we can't predict tomorrow, just like you said. And I, I'd rather have a team that can adjust to anything, can play with anyone. Doesn't you know? Obviously, I mean, the players know who the best players are, but but can still like I know how to set that player. I just set her, you know, 24 hours ago. I'd rather have that than I'm expecting this lineup and now it didn't happen. What do I need to do? You know, so I I, I, I couldn't agree more. Yeah. Well, uh, straight from the Olympics into a, another nice year with LMU. Um, into you know we talk about it all the time, but the WCC is a sneaky conference, and that every yeah. every team in there is yeah. is a good team and a bunch of great coaches, and and uh, everybody's doing a good job. Yeah, they but, really are. Uh, you guys, you guys put up another nice year, and then tell me about the opportunity to to make the move. Yeah, I mean, it, it wasn't easy for sure. Uh, like you said, that I, I loved being in the WCC and I, I loved competing against the coaches, and they they pushed me hard. They were there's so many great coaches in that conference, and they get the most out of their players, and you know, tactically their players are gonna be sound and fundamentally gonna be sound. So it, it was yeah, it was it was a great challenge, and I really enjoyed it. Um, and then uh, I, I think for just a couple of different reasons, yeah, obviously you kind of said in the beginning of this, I, I've been doing a lot of different things. And uh, at the end, at the end, as the, as the end of the quad was approaching, I was becoming pretty aware I couldn't keep doing that many things, at least not at the pace I was, you know, with, with two kids now. And um, it was tough being on the road, being away from like, you know, your young daughters. And uh, so I was, uh, I was definitely eyeing, eyeing, you know, kind of focusing in a little bit more. Yeah, even you know, there's always stuff I'd like to pursue, but uh, I was kind of eyeing and focusing a little bit more. And uh, uh, for some reason, uh, my wife actually is a college volleyball junkie, so she she watches games all the time. And she had the Georgia match on, and uh, I was just watching the team play. And I started thinking about Georgia, and I started researching a little bit. And I was just, God, this place could be incredible. And uh, just things kind of evolved over the next like six weeks, and 
all of a sudden I'm actually in Georgia, you know, <laughs> <just kinda laughs> happened. but, uh, you know, as I went on the interview, I was just, I, I was excited coming on the interview, but I, I just was blown away. Not, I mean, there's, you know, there's kind of the grandeur of the campus and the facilities and all that. And, and that's awesome. But, uh, I mean, just, just how badly everybody here wanted to be good in all the sports and how there, there's a real, uh, the coaches here really care like one sport to the next. I hadn't really been in an environment like that where coaches were really sharing and helping. And that was really exciting to me. And, um, and I just started putting all of it together and it just, I just thought this place could be really, really great and couldn't pass it up. And it just kind of all added up by the end of it. So I'm telling, I'm telling everybody kind of quietly, I'm uh, the sec is going to be the next juggernaut because it's like you said, they love, they love their sports and they have a lot of resources and they're starting to understand that women's volleyball can be, you know, a great part of the athletic program at their individual schools. And, and so I'm, I, I'm super fired up for you. And, and I don't know the, how you evaluate it when, when you took a look at it, but I think as, as you start moving up, uh, moving up as a coach, especially in women's volleyball, one of the priorities has to be where, where I want to be at a school where I can compete for a national championship. And yeah, you guys did remarkable things at LMU to get in the conversation. Um, but at the end of the day, it just seems like Georgia is the kind of school where you guys could be not only in the conversation, but in the battle year in and year out. Yeah, I think so, too. And one other thing I'm excited, I mean, obviously one of the, the you know, there's the short term goals of how we want to advance the program. But I, but I do have a long term goal of growing the game, especially in the south and here in Georgia. And, um, you know, that, that's really important to me. But one thing that's really stood out that I'm trying to increase awareness of, I mean, so volleyball is so big in Southern California. Um, but I think a lot of us coaches and players, it, for as big as it is, on both beach and indoors, you feel undervalued. Like no matter how much it grows or how great a sport it is, it's, people just aren't paying attention to it. And that was one of the things I was kind of putting together as I was walking through Georgia. I'm like, this place, just like you said about the SEC, this place truly cares about its sports and its athletes. You don't have to, you don't have to beg people to watch or or hope that people get interested. Like they already are interested. You just you just need to give them the product, and and they're like they they want to support it. And I think that's really attractive. There's so many great players on the West Coast, and they can really feel valued in this environment. And so, like one of my big goals is to connect the dots there between these great players and getting them in a situation where they can feel that, and then just the, the long term effect that could have on the game. It, you know, within Georgia, where I think a lot more kids could be playing uh, as they see that. So. Um, you know, I, I'm hoping there's a lot of good repercussions, you know, not just for UGA, but for the game as a whole, you know, that, that's, that's something we're aspiring to long-term. Yeah. I'm so fired up for you. That's, it's, yeah, that's really, that's <laughs> awesome. So, well, I wanted to ask you, um, as you got going there, you know, lots of coaches take on new jobs and at every level, you know, there's going to be turnover of coaches and you're going to inherit a new team and a new program, a new environment. What for you was the process? Um, I'm in here, you know, how are you evaluating the needs and your goals and, you know, setting priorities and then, and then working, working those priorities. I mean, as you, as you landed there, what was kind of, what was the process? Yeah, that, that's been fun uh, to kind of go through too, because it was just another reminder. Like, I mean, obviously, I was all I was all prepared. Okay, I got to get this, 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 this in place. All these different things, and, you know, and then within two days, I'm like, wait, wait I, I got to get to know these kids and see what's actually going on. And yeah, I mean, it was no matter how many times I was telling myself, I still was making a lot of assumptions on 
where they might be at mentally and, and physically and all that. So I definitely had some goals, but, uh, you know, one thing I was kind of concerned about with the, res- you know, just, I was kind of judging on results is wondering like what their work habits were like and what their mentality was like. And I think I, I didn't give them enough credit. I mean, like, uh, and that was just a good lesson to make sure you observe and learn your people with a, with a blank slate, you know, and, and not make any assumptions. And, uh, because these, these kids are really ready to work at a, at a way higher level than, than I anticipated. So, <laughs> excuse me. So I, I've been in jobs where I had to teach how to play, but I also had to teach like, yeah, you, you are capable of winning. You don't need to accept defeat like inherently, like, you know, in, in that I, so I kind of thought that would be the case here and it's not, it's, uh, it's more like uh, we know we're capable of doing better. Just, just tell us how. And so that, that was a little bit of a shift for me. So, um, you know, we want to get fundamentally sound. We're like, we're just starting to wrap up volleyball camp at this point. We've been about six weeks in. We want to get fundamentally sound. We want to get our systems in place. And so uh, I think we have an understanding of that. You know, we're in the beginning to mid of the associative phase, you know, with, with the systems and the fundamentals. But, but it was also cool for me to, for them to kind of teach me about their mentality and to, and to teach me that, hey, hey, like, you know, don't judge us by what was going on. We're, we're, we're ready to work and we're, we're tough kids. And that was really cool for me to see. And it was, it was a little unique for me, honestly. And uh, so it's, uh, it's been me learning and also getting things in place and uh, going from there. That's cool. So when you talk about becoming fundamentally sound, what what for you is the process? Where do you start? I mean, is it just hey, we're going back to basics? Here are the keys. Yeah. Here are the skills, and uh, and, and we're just going to start from there. Yeah, hundred percent. It's. Uh, I mean, we started with. You know, we started with hey, this is how this is how your brain works, and and this is uh, what we want to do, and you know, we showed. We try to keep things uber simple each day. You know, we show some clips like this is how people do it and this is what we're going to work up to. And yeah. And then we just taught the keys and we kept it on one thing. And then next day it was something else. And then, but we just kept it really simple and tried to provide a lot of video clips and a lot of stories. And then, uh, you know, we didn't want to, we didn't want their eyes rolling in the back of the head, but just, just enough of the science so they could understand that your body will adapt to this, your brain will adapt. And, um, and then we've just been trying to build, you know, and then obviously giving them some patience and, you know, we don't expect mastery overnight. We just want to get a little bit better each day. So, you know, that was the deal. You know, it's not really, it's not, no, the, there's no magic, nothing yeah, the overly no sh- uh, no incredible sh- about it. No shortcuts for sure. Yeah. Yeah. You're just, you're just putting one brick on the other. So when you talk about, you showed them a lot of video and told them a lot of stories, what, what's the, vi- what kind of video are you showing them? Uh, well, I, I kept it with USA players, like men and women, and, uh, just, you know, tried to show selective clips and, you know, Hey, here's, here's how they're passing here. Or here's how this player is transitioning and, and then trying to connect the dots, you know, okay, why, how would that pay off? It's one thing to understand it, but I think, you know, if you can link that into how it's going to pay off, it's a lot more motivating and a lot easier to remember. So just um, showing them how so they we move just a lot of that. relative to the keys. Hey, look, watch how she moves her platform yeah. here. This is what we're looking yeah, exactly. for. Yeah, exactly. And then, and then getting, having them tell me why that's going to matter. Like, you know, why is it going to pay off? And, and, you know, and then making it okay. Like, if you don't think it is, tell me it's, you're not going to get punished, but like, let's, let's try to connect the dots about why this work's going to pay off for you. Yeah. And what kind of stories are you telling them or, or talking about with them? Yeah. Just every, uh, just, just trying to hit learning from every angle, like people that have been learning at a really high level, you know, whether it's a USA player, you know, the Super Bowl, the Falcons got in there. So we we're trying to use some Super Bowl stories of, you know, cause that was a relevant example. And, um, but just, 
any story we can think of that would hit on that learning theme and, and how it pays off. All right. Okay. That's really interesting. Good stuff. And so what else is, is you start looking at it. I want to be fundamentally sound. And then you talked about, you know, kind of system stuff. Um, yeah, it's not as easy to do in the, uh, with, <laughs> no, the, with the restrictions that you have in practice right now. Yeah. No, it's been maddening. Uh, and that's where I really praise them because, uh, it are just, we're just going, I don't know if we're going too fast, but we're definitely going too short. Um, and so just so they, to was, clarify, just to clarify for those listening in with the NC2A in your off season, uh, right now, Tom's talking about a, a time where they have eight hours total with the athletes during a week, yep. two of which can be right. co- coachable instruction, six of which can be conditioning. And then at some point later on in the spring, you guys will transition to a time where you've got 20 hours with the athletes, all of which right. can be instruction. But uh, right now you're working on about two hours a week with each, with each kid. Yeah. It, it's a joke and it's a really silly rule, but uh, <laughs> that's what, that's the rule. So yeah, yeah I mean, I, I don't mind the eight hour thing, but at least let us have some more control over like where those eight hours are spent. But right. uh, regardless, that's a side note. Um, yeah, it's just, it's just way too short. And, uh, in a lot of ways, it's you know, it's really unfair to ask someone to completely change, and we'll give you 15 minutes, you know, like the, <laughs> to, to work on it because we only have two hours. And uh, so it's it's been a testament to them, like okay, like I, I know I'm I'm not going to get enough time, and very few of these reps are going to be successful, but I'm gonna I'm gonna stay with it. And, uh, that, that's that's been really cool for them to see, and it takes a fair amount of toughness on their end. It's, I've been really impressed with with their ability to do that. So it brings to mind this question is, uh, and and maybe this comes with more time, um, you know, as they as they get older in the program. But uh, yeah. it's you know, are you guys doing anything to increase their ability to get better when they're not with you, when they're by themselves? Yeah, you got to be careful because it it all has to be voluntary. So I, I have to make it like abundantly clear that this is voluntary, and I'm not going to know either way. And yeah. you know. Uh, but but you can give them you know they ask for and you can give them some suggestions like you know if you wanted to work out so you could do this or you could do that and uh, they've they've jumped all over that and again I think video clips are really huge um, so we've been you know using that and uh, yeah but you need to play it and, and you know that's actually, that's I mean we all know that that's a huge part of the learning process too I mean if I give you some instruction and then I walk away and you got to figure it out on your own or figure it out with your teammates even better. I mean, I think we all know that's, that's an incredible way to learn. You know, lots of us were playing open gym doubles and trying to figure stuff out. And, uh, so, uh, so, you know, there's, there's some good stuff going on when they, when they're doing it on their own. Right on. So, uh, is continuing with kind of the priorities here, fundamental skills systems, what else was as mm-hmm. you, as you got there, even in terms of just, you know the bigger pictures what what were the priorities and and how are you working this uh yeah i mean i you know being about learning that's that's the most important thing to me you know like me personally being a great learner and, and helping them to be you know hopefully great learners and i'm not saying i'm a great learner i'm just saying that's something i aspire to and, and hopefully getting them to that and then taking it with you for the rest of your life that, that's our biggest goal so that that wasn't really negotiable that, that was something i really wanted to put in place right away but Hey, by the way, so from that, I, no yeah. false humility needed with me here. You're like the best learner I've ever come across in my entire life. So, <laughs> okay, you know, thanks. I'm serious. Like, I just I'm, I'm consistently blown away with how dedicated you are to always getting better and how fearless you are in 
and you know just figuring out how to learn i've I, i'm just i love well, it thanks. i love watching you do that and uh so anyway you're you're a phenomenal learner <laughs> anyway well, going thanks. forward well, see thanks. if see, yeah seeing if that translates to the kids here yeah um so that's a big thing but then uh, yeah i want this i guess there's two things I, I want them to i want them to take that but also kind of figure out what, what they think that we're about you know heading this season and and just trying to open their eyes that you don't uh, I know lots of people are saying lots of stuff about where we're at and what we're doing, but, but we don't need to let anyone define us, but, but us. And there's, there's a lot that we're capable of doing, you know, more than anybody thinks. So uh, I think kind of those two things like getting, you know, and I, and I'm, I'm slowly working on, I'm trying not to be heavy handed about that, but just trying to plant some seeds. So hopefully by the end of the year, we have a good idea of what we want to be about this next season. And, and then knowing that, you know, we, we, Obviously, our opponents have a lot to say about it, but we have a lot. We have even more in terms of you know what our fate is and what we're capable of. So, yeah. all right. Well, uh, it's been awesome talking to you. And uh, oh, thanks for having me on. Yeah, I'm. I'm uh, I mean, GMF is uh, just meant everything to me, and uh, so it's uh, from Carl to you to you know to Marv and Mike Wall and Tom. I just I don't even know where I would be as a coach. It's uh, it's an honor to be a part of it. And I, I get fired up to go to the clinics and learn and uh, make new relationships with coaches. So I, I, I owe GMS just pretty much everything. <laughs> yeah. It's awesome. We love, uh, yeah, it's just, it's been really fun for me to see you kind of get it going. And, uh, and I'm so stoked for you out there. And I just, like, I, like I've been telling everybody, I just think you guys are going to be sneaky good really soon. And, uh, I'm excited to see it. So. All right, thanks. I'll, I'll let the girls know you said that today. We'll use that. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. I'm fired up for you. So, well, thanks again, and uh, we'll catch up soon. Thanks. All right, thanks, Chris. Okay, I'll talk to you later. If you want more podcasts, video, articles, and other volleyball instructional resources, you can find us at goldmedalsquare.com on our YouTube channel, on Facebook, Instagram, and on Twitter. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for the latest interviews, news, and other promotions. Thanks for listening, and we hope to meet you in person at one of our camps or clinics.